Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia can bring? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, rethink? Can I do this? Well, my name is Hope, and I am your host. And I understand because I was diagnosed as an adult with dyslexia. And I often believed that I wasn't enough. Fear and shame were my constant companion. Until I met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast, Make Room for More, is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truth that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Thank you for joining me. I have come to the conclusion that from Genesis to Revelation, whenever you open up the Bible, no matter where you start reading, no matter where it falls open, you're reading about the gospel. You're reading and you're studying the gospel. This beautiful, powerful message, this plan of salvation, it cannot be improved upon. It is perfect as it is. And as I continue to talk about the gospel, I hope I'm not boring you because it is the most exciting, the most, um, what's the word, the most beautiful, the most exhilarating, the most, I don't know, I don't have words for it, study I have ever done. And it takes me all the time from Genesis to Revelation. I'm all over the place. And you know, it's only today I came to the conclusion that I know I've been talking a lot about Jesus' life and the power in Jesus' life as it relates to the gospel, as if I could get to the bottom of it, as if there was some conclusion about it. And I realized today there is no conclusion. There is no getting to the bottom of Jesus' life. It is just that deep and that powerful. I've been trying to wind this up in terms of Jesus' life being the power of salvation and to go on to the next phase, which is his death, and to the next phase, which is his resurrection. (laughs) The Holy Spirit keeps bringing more information to my mind in terms of Christ's life and why it's so powerful. And I think that's when I came to the conclusion We can be talking about this until Jesus comes and we wouldn't have moved on to the next phase. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to put a pause into talking about Jesus' life being the power of salvation. I want to come to this pause with this last thought. And I hope it's a blessing to you. And I'm calling it Jesus' victorious life. And I want you to imagine what would happen today if, you know, if we claimed his victorious life today. Now, there's a text of scripture that says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. Now, that's a scripture from David in Psalms 91, Psalms 98.1. I have a question for you. What do you need victory over? Whatever it is, he has already fought and won that battle. That is why he bids us come. In Hebrews 4.16, he says, 
come boldly unto the throne of grace. Not just any throne, but his throne, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He has promised to be our refuge, our strength, our very present help in trouble. But there is a catch. We will have to trust the battle to the Lord. No more taking it to him than taking it back. With the eye of faith, do you see Christ's right hand, his holy arm, stretching out to you, ready to receive what troubles you have? Why then walk away? empty-handed. Why leave Jesus empty-handed? He's ready for an exchange. He's ready for you to give him your trouble and to put into your hands his grace and to put into your hands his peace and to put into your hands his love and his comfort and his courage and his, his mercy. If you don't know how to let it go, tell him. Father, I give you permission to take it because I don't know how to let it go. Take my heart, keep my heart. It's yours. I acknowledge that I belong to you. You created me. You redeemed me. You paid too great a price for me to continue refusing to accept your right hand, your strong holding arm, your victorious life. Please take the thing that troubles my heart. And in exchange, please give me the victory I long for. When we do this, we demonstrate to God, put on display for others to see, that we trust Him as we turn to Him in prayer. Then we are open to His timing and methods, and we see the salvation of the Lord. He will instruct us in the battle. And through the power of his Holy Spirit, we are obedient. Now, if you noticed, I didn't say he will always take away the battle. He will instruct us in the battle. Remember the three Hebrew boys? He met them in the fire. Sometimes Jesus must let the fire come, the, the mountains come, the oceans come, the sea, the rough waters, the fire come so that he could meet us in it. Now, I would like to also say I believe that those three Hebrew boys, when they walked out of that fire, I think this is so fascinating about that story. They did not leave the fire until they were commanded by the king to do so. They stayed right there. Jesus could have taken them right out of the fire. Jesus could have prevented them from going in the fire, but he did not. He met them in the fire. And I can promise you this. They were very different people. Now, you thought that they were strong in faith before they went in the fire. Imagine what their faith was like when they came out of the fire. And that's what Jesus wants for us. So sometimes when we are asking Jesus to take away the adversity, to take away the problem, to take away what's bothering us, what's in the way, what's the obstacle Stop for a moment and ask him, is it needful for this trouble, this obstacle, this issue to remain for a while? And then if he says yes, the prayer should be then give me your grace, your courage to hold on to your strong arm, your unchanging hand 
Because if you have measured this out, if this is something that is needful for me in my life, then let's move forward and walk together. And, you know, I think about this often because a lot of us are asking the Lord to move dyslexia out of our life. We would love nothing more than to be rid of it. Now, I know I have felt that way and I have asked him to remove it. Until the day he finally let me know this is your thorn and your side. Now, he's not going to tell that to everyone. And I pray if it is his will that dyslexia be moved from your life, you be healed, delivered, redeemed from it, then so be it. But if not, let dyslexia be the instrument, the vehicle in God's hands that prunes us, that grows our faith. Is there for a reason, not just to make us miserable? Believe it or not, the Lord has allowed it to be there for a reason. And I think for me, I'm just going to speak for me. I, is For me, it's time for me to say, Lord, use dyslexia to bring you honor, to bring you glory. Use dyslexia to prune me, to refine me into a usable vessel for your kingdom, for the building up of your kingdom. And Give me the strength and the courage to to not allow it to be the obstacle, but be the blessing for it to be for me and for it to be for other people. Now, I want to go on and say that when we are open to God's timing and his methods, we will see the salvation of the Lord. You know, he will instruct us in battle once again. And through the power of prayer, once again, I know I'm being redundant, and, and I, I tell you, I'm redundant a lot. You know, I was listening to, I was actually reading some information on advertisement advertisers, and the studies show that a person needs to hear something. The average person, now there's some people that get it off the bat, not a problem, but the average person takes from 6 to 20 times to hear something before they take action. So I'm going to be redundant. And say, once again, when we allow him to instruct us in the battle and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be obedient. In addition, he will teach us what parts we are to play in the battle. He will give us his strength and courage to climb any mountain, to remain in any fire, to cross any ocean that he chooses not to move. Therefore, faithfully let us take hold of Christ's right hand, his holy arm, his strong, loving, caring hand and arm that he always extends to us. And when we grasp it, when we take hold of it with all of our might, hold on because our life truly does depend on it. Go ahead. Sing a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Tell him to put a song in your heart, for he has gotten the battle and he has won the victory on our behalf. I would say in closing, don't keep Christ waiting. He longs to hear us sing our victory song. Dear Heavenly Father, may we always be found faithful to thee. Thank you for tuning in each week to make room for more. If you would like to listen to archive shows, you may do so by going to www.makeroomformorepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us and have a wonderful week.